Hello. Thank you for listening to this Aspen Abstract Podcast, brought to us by a grant from Fresenius Cobby. Today we are discussing a retrospective evaluation of SMOF lipids on liver function for home perineural nutrition patients. The research discussed in this podcast was accepted as an abstract for Aspen 20. As Aspen 20 became a virtual conference, we are pleased now to have this opportunity to learn about this research. My name is David Evans, and I'm a trauma critical care surgeon and nutrition support specialist in Ohio. I'll be interviewing Dr. Adrian Lawrence from Grand Strand Medical Center in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and Dr. Vivian Zhao from Emory University Hospital. Both are PharmDs and board-certified pharmacy specialists, and they will be discussing their work. Dr. Lawrence completed the study while she was completing her PGY2 nutrition support residency training in Emory University. They evaluated four oil lipid emulsions and their impact on liver function in home perineral nutrition patients. Specifically, they identified 26 patients on home perineral nutrition who had received at least eight weeks of soy oil lipid emulsion prior to transitioning to four oil emulsion in the home setting. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Lawrence and Dr. Zhao. First, I wondered if you could talk about how you transition these home PN patients on soybean oil emulsions to four oil lipid emulsions. Did you transition all of your patients, or did you utilize particular criteria to decide who would receive the new four oil lipid? Thank you, Dr. Evans, for the introduction. Dr. Zhao and I are happy to speak with you and our podcast listeners today. The multidisciplinary nutritional support team at Emory University Hospital is responsible for the management and transition of hospital patients on parental nutrition to the home setting. The team manages about 140 to 100 home parental nutrition patients weekly. Being that this was a retrospective study, all of the patients had already transitioned from soybean oil emulsions to the four oil lipid emulsions at the time of the evaluation. When the four oil lipid emulsion became available in July of 2016, the nurses and pharmacists on the team transitioned home parental nutrition patients who had persistently elevated LFTs, hepatic steatosis, cholestasis, and or high triglyceride levels, despite implementing various traditional strategies to attempt to improve liver function tests and triglyceride levels. The team members generally did a straight 100% conversion of soybean to four oil lipid. For example, if a patient was on 3% of the soybean oil lipid, then we just went ahead and did the exact same thing for the four oil lipid emulsion. So they would be on 3% of that. What types of patients were included in your analysis? What were your inclusion criteria? So the Emory Nutrition Support Team typically manage 40 to 50 inpatient with a mixed variety of comorbidities. Those patients who require long-term home TPN includes patients such as have short bowel syndromes, Crohn's disease, enterocutaneous fistula, pancreatitis, as well as various cancers. The inclusion criteria that we use for this retrospective study were patients who discharge home with PN, obviously, with at least age 18 or older, with no maximum age limits. Patients were initiated on soybean lipid emulsion for at least a week, followed by a switch to the full oil lipid emulsion for at least a week, with at least two liver function panel tests while on each formulations. The patients were required to be home for at least two months post-initial discharge. That is to make sure the patient were on long-term home TPN and not short-term. And patients also required to have at least receiving lipid for at least three times a week, which to help to regulate and also ensure the adequate dosing for both formulation before and after the transitions. So this was definitely a long-term PN population. 
What did you find when you transitioned patients from soy to four oil emulsions? The results of our retrospective study showed a statistical difference in the total bilirubin levels, which was our primary outcome, in the four-oil lipid emulsion phase of the study, with a p-value of 0.04. The average t-bili for the soybean oil group was 2.47 milligrams per deciliter, while the average for the four-oil lipid was 1.69. We observed an upward trend of the t-bili soon after soybean oil containing home parental nutrition was initiated. When the patients transitioned to the four oil lipid containing home parental nutrition formulation, the T-Billy showed a downward trend in about two weeks after starting. However, average T-Billy didn't return back to baseline after the two months that the patient remained on the four oil lipid emulsion. Our study findings are consistent with previous literature in regards to the total bilirubin trends. For our secondary outcomes, we didn't observe similar trends in AST or ALT as noted in previous studies. However, there was a significant decrease in alkaline phosphatase levels before and after the transition, which was not reported in previous studies. The p-value for this was less than 0.05. You only included patients who'd received at least eight weeks of soy oil emulsion prior to making the transition to the four oil. Why was that? So we chose at least eight weeks of soy oil emulsion prior to our transition and for a few reasons. We wanted to make sure that the patient were not having any acute inflammatory illnesses. And we also ensure that the patient have time to adjust and to be stabilized with the soybean oil lipid. And some of our patients have been on uh, parenteral nutrition for extended period of time, like as long as 10 years or more. And while other patients might be new starts. So the long-term home TPN patient also have a less frequent lab draws. In order for us to be able to have at least two set of laboratory results with, to compare between the two groups, so we pick a week. And this was also in an attempt to minimize any potential confounder as a retrospective study. Makes sense. Given your findings, are you going to make any changes in how you utilize four oil lipids in the future? Do you have any recommendations for which patients most benefit from an anti-inflammatory lipid choice? Currently, we have not made any additional changes to how we utilize four oil lipids at Grand Strand Medical Center, which is my practice site post-residency. We currently have only the soybean oil lipid emulsions on formulary. This study helps to provide more evidence on why the four oil lipid should be added to our formulary for our sicker patients in the ICU. Based on the findings of our retrospective study and current practice guidelines, I believe that patients requiring long-term home parental nutrition with liver dysfunction, intestinal failure-associated liver disease, surgery, or critical illness would benefit most from this anti-inflammatory lipid choice. And I agree with what Dr. Lauren just said. And then at Emory, we have not made any additional changes since the study. I think those are very reasonable recommendations. In my care site, that you know, we're primarily focusing on the surgical patients, the critically ill and the long-term PN patients, as well as those with liver dysfunction as well. Uh, we are finding some you know, opportunities, though, in terms of efficiency to branch out to perhaps using four oil lipids in more of our patients, but still, I think it's an evolving topic. I noticed that you kept your lipid dosing consistent in both your soy and four oil groups. How do you typically dose your lipids? Were you using three-in-one lipids, or were you hanging them separately? With this being a retrospective study, we decided to standardize lipid dosing to total grams per kilogram per day prior to data collection. We didn't know that the dosing between the two groups were this, was the same until we conducted the data analysis. 
The lipid dosing was based on the team member's discretion at the time of the transition. We have two RNs and three pharmacists with different years of experience, ranging from 10 to 40 plus years on our nutrition support team. We typically dose lipids at 30 to 40% of the non-protein calories. This percent varied based on the caloric needs and the comorbidities of the patient. The average grams per kilogram per day was 0.97 for both groups, showing consistency among the team in order writing and closeness to the recommended dose of one gram per kilogram per day. Patients primarily have been put on the three-in-one parental nutrition at home, but there were some patients that had lipids hung separately due to the stabilities of the formulation and or the home infusion practice policies. The data collection for this retrospective study ended about two years ago. In the meantime, in uh, early 2019, Aspen released a statement about parental nutrition dosing. And earlier this year, there was a special supplement in JPEN published with an international lipid summit making some recommendations about lipid dosing also. Since these, have you considered increasing your lipid dosing when you're using the four oil product? Have these guidelines impacted your practice at all? Currently, my practice site is looking to update our formulary and protocols regarding nutrition support. I think based on my background with this product and our patient population, this would be strongly considered for addition to formulary and select patients. So we are keeping in mind the recent Aspen guidelines and the International Lipid Summit when we're going to be evaluating our formulary. But I think Dr. Zhao will be able to expand more on what's going on at Emory. Um, yes, as previously mentioned, that we continue to have both product on formulary at Emory. Uh, just like all clinicians, we're constantly evaluating how we can best utilize the available product and you know evidence to base to how to improve patient outcomes. Uh, I mean, recently we did increase our usage of the four oil emulsion for our COVID patients. The release, the lipid dosing recommendation from Aspen and also the International Lipid Summit, merely reinforce our practice at Emory. Because as you can see, based on our retrospective study, resulted back in 2016. We have been dosing the lipid at 0.97 gram per kilo per day, which is within the guideline, which is less than 1.5 gram per kilo per day. The current guideline recommendation is 0.1 to 0.2 gram of fish oil per kilogram per day. Our study demonstrated that the patient was getting on an average of 0.15 gram of fish oil per kilogram per day. Your um, lipid dosing, both in the soybean oil period and in the four oil period, has been probably on the on the better end of what we see nationally. Many institutions with soy oil have probably underdosed it, particularly because we have kind of the tradition of the lipid shortages from you know, a few years ago and other parental nutrition shortages. Also, I think people got really comfortable with the idea of just holding lipids whenever they saw elevations in LFTs or elevations in triglycerides. And with the four oil, I think there's more of an opportunity to, instead of holding lipid dosing um, or, or reducing lipid dosing, I think that there's more of an opportunity to basically make the transition to four oil and actually you can dose that a little bit more aggressively. Uh, in my practice, it's also been helpful for managing the hyperglycemia because we can transition more of the calories to a lipid source uh, in those patients who are kind of refractory hyperglycemia, uh, refractory to uh, the addition of appropriate insulin doses to their perineural nutrition. So 
I really um, appreciate the work you've done. Clearly, uh, it's been a quality program that you have in place at Emory. And we're so glad that you shared this research with us in the Aspen community. So thank you, Dr. Lawrence, Dr. Zhao, for joining us today. We also want to thank Fresenius Kabi for providing the opportunity to discuss this research in this forum. And as always, thank you to our audience for listening to this Aspen podcast. That's all for this episode. Please return to the Aspen channel of SoundCloud often to listen to our newest podcast. To support what we do, please share, subscribe, and leave a review over on SoundCloud. Thanks. Thanks.